Welcome to the Fierce Females of History podcast. This is our first episode. We're so pumped. I feel like I need to do a little wee. You're doing your dance. You're doing your little wee dance over there. LBL. Life flattery. Meet Erin. What a start. Um... I'm Erin. I'm Talissa. And I'm Lucy. Never met these people in my life. Someone please get me out of here. <laughs> she's, <SOS. laughs> she's lying. We went to university together. That's actually how we became friends. Yeah. Studied the journalism. Now we all graduated at the same time too, so it's pretty cute. Three cute. amigos. Yeah, there's cute. some cute photos. Yeah. Full disclosure at the top of first podcast. Uh, yeah. We are journalists. Yeah. We read the news. We write the news. Sure. We live, breathe, eat the news. Mm-hmm. Plugged in all we the time. We shit the news. We do- Basically, yes. Especially if we've had too we- much coffee. <laughs> but we are definitely not historians of any kind. Nope. But if you like want to learn about people that maybe the history books forgot or maybe you only heard half the story because men wrote a lot of the history books that we're reading, this is the podcast for you. Exactly. And yeah. they're not all... Wonder Women, some of no. them were really fucking batshit. Yes, they Horrible. were. They but did. notable. Yes, they weren't boring, and that's for sure. And they Let's get into it. Erin, it is your turn today, though. What you got for us? All right, so this week I am going to tell you guys the story of Billie Jean King. Woohoo. And she might sound a bit familiar. Yeah. I know there was a movie that came out. A couple of years ago. Emma Stone. Emma Stone, Mm -hmm. Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes. So if you've seen that movie, you'll have a rough idea or a pretty good idea, but I'm going to tell you guys today. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Billie Jean King was born November 22, 1943 in Long Beach, California. She had a really sporty family. So her mum swam, her dad played basketball and baseball, but more importantly, her brother became a major league baseball pitcher. Ooh, American baseball family. <laughs> yeah. And when she was really young, she was kind of always a tomboy. She was more interested in playing football and softball with her brother. But of course, her parents were like, that's not really ladylike. So um, we think one you, of those. Yeah, yeah, one of those situations. So they were like, why don't you play tennis instead? You know, it's way more gentle and ladylike. You wear skirts. Yeah. In tennis. So much more presentable. Yeah. Ladylike. Well, if you're Serena. Guys, they, give it, they do like well, the grunts. Well, back then, grunting was actually discouraged. What? Because, really? And I'll get to this a bit later, but basically back then, if a woman grunted while they played tennis, they were like considered quite aggressive. <gasps> and I think that still happens. Oh, yeah, it definitely yeah. does. But, but it, it was super prevalent back then because it was like... Women should be just ladies. I like the grunting. The grunting's my favourite part of watching tennis. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I watch. <clears throat> I also really like um, like the slow-mo when the skirt twirls oh, and, yeah. like, and the sweat bounces off. Anyways, <laughs> I'm getting carried away. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, Billy's young and she's like, I don't really want to be a, a girly girl, but okay, cool. I'll play tennis. And she saved up for her first racket, which was $8. Um oh. And I think there was there was something I read somewhere about they were getting like a group photo or something and she wasn't allowed in the group photo because Why? she wasn't she so she was like, Okay, I'll play tennis, but I'm not wearing a skirt. <laughs> oh my god, I love her already. <laughs> I know. So like this is at eleven years old. So she didn't wear a skirt and then she wasn't allowed to be in a group photo because she wasn't wearing a skirt. Seriously? Well, yeah, seriously. It's wow. very scandalous just... to wear shorts. I know. It's Drama. <laughs> Anyways. So she got really into it because obviously she was quite natural and, and sporty and that sort of thing. So she started playing national competitions in 1959. And by the time she was 17, she went to Wimbledon, just casually, nice. at 17. And she won 
20 titles. Jeez. So that's singles, doubles, and mixed doubles titles. So anyways, <laughs> um, she was doing really well. Sounds all lovely. Yay for Billy. But, of course, it was the 60s. And what were women in the 60s? Not not really. Equal? Not, no, yeah. not at all. At home. But basically, she was making absolutely no money, despite oh, how well she was doing, yeah, of course. Like, 20 titles you just said, didn't you? Yeah, 20 titles. No money. Still making no money. So she was like, fuck this, I'll still play. But mm. as every woman had to do, they still had to freaking try and make money somewhere on the side. Mm. And still so have to do. Or get married. Still yeah, to. true. Yeah, and so she went to college and she was also working as a, uh, like a playground instructor at a children's school. And while she's there, she meets Larry King, who was studying to be a lawyer. Larry and King they fell interview? in love. No, not Larry King. Not Larry King from B movie. Not Larry King. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> B movie. They did an adaption of Larry King as a B. It yeah. was great. It was That's really one of good. the only things I took away from it. It was like Larry well. B. King. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen it? It's so good. I think I've hid that movie from my memory. <laughs> it's so good. I, it was weird. He like fell in love with a woman. <laughs> or a woman fell in love with a bee. That's like, right. Yeah, it got wild. Yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so Larry King, starting to be a lawyer. She was 19 at the time. He was 20. They met. They fell in love. And then she kept playing tennis and kept killing it. Um, but, of course, there was still no money. Women were literally earning like 10 to 12 times less than men. Jesus Christ. At the time. Fuck. In tennis. Yeah. Which is like, mm-hmm, a car, not ideal. But Billy was like, I'm good at this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. Yeah. I'm going to literally change the game. That's kind of how her personality was the whole way through. Pretty much from the day she was told she couldn't be in the photo. She was like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much in an 11-year-old's terms. <laughs> so she thought it was totally bullshit. She started to use her press conferences and interviews as platforms to advocate for herself and other players to be paid as professionals. Because, of course, like tennis at the time, it was so expensive. Yeah. And yeah. mostly it was just rich people that yeah. played tennis. It I was think a rich sport. still is like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, you kind of had to pay to play. So she, um, she used, yeah, so she used her platforms to sort of have a say about it, which, of course, people kind of stirred the pot a little bit. So this is about the time that she also started to identify herself as gay. Uh, love that. Just, you know, just add another yeah, which challenge is like to the 1960s. Obviously, if you were yeah. to mirror that with what was going on at the time, it wasn't exactly no. accepted. So she um, used to say as well, like, I was told if I talked about my sexuality in any way, we wouldn't have a tennis tour. So it was like suppressed from the yeah. start on top of being right. suppressed by society. Um, so towards the end of the 60s, her marriage to Larry was on the rocks. He moved to Hawaii to open a law practice whilst her career was like blowing up and yeah. she was doing really well and also identifying her sexuality. Um, he was like, all right, I'm moving to Hawaii. You come move with me. And she was like, you know what? No, I'm not about that housewife life. Um, so she continued her career and wasn't keen on travelling back and forth. So this basically all contributed yeah. to their marriage kind of breaking down. Yeah, yeah breaking down. Yeah. Exactly. He eventually moved back to her and became her manager. So basically became like their Tina Knowles, Chris Jenner role. Um, <laughs> for, oh, my God. Yes. Like her, yeah, like her husband. I love Joe. that. I love that even though they weren't sort of still no. like in love, in love, they still had so much they, respect for each other. They were always yeah. great mates. It's really nice. That's kind of the way that you wanted to go. Yeah, and it? to this day, they're still really good yeah. mates. Yeah. That's so nice. he was he was kind of the Chris Jenner for her, but also the women's tour team. So he was super involved Whoa. and he was on the road with yeah, them. Yeah, like a cool dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was super, super supportive, which is also kind of 
did not expected from mm. that time, but she was yeah. really, really good. But she wouldn't be with someone that wasn't like no. that, surely, right? Know. Like that's you what don't you think, know, isn't yeah. It? yeah. But no. then you just you don't know. Anyway, plenty of fabulous women. So dickhead partners. So true. <laughs> so this is definitely the the same time that she is identifying herself as gay, but she didn't admit to it until decades later. In 1970, two years after tennis had been made a pro sport, the prize money was still significantly less for women, which led to Billie Jean and eight other women who risked their careers to form the Virginia Slims Circuit, which later became known as the Women's Tennis Association. Wild. In 1971, <laughs> she began a secret romantic relationship with her stylist and secretary, Marilyn Stylist? Barnett. I mean, I guess it's not surprising when you think about like going to the hairdresser, right? And you share things with the hairdresser that you so might not share with your closest friends. The unofficial For some counselors. Reason. Yeah. yeah. So I can see that you could fall in love with them. 100%. And they give you confidence. I mean, I've got like yeah. a five-minute haircut, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you just go in, get a bowl cut, come Just out. a trim, thanks, yeah. love. <laughs> I'm out again. Small talk. How's the kids? How's the wife? How's work? Yep. All right. How's uni? Nice to see Bye. <laughs> Marilyn Barnett was her name and they... Uh, began a secret love affair. That is a sexy name. Marilyn Barnett. Marilyn. Hair by Marilyn Barnett. Yeah, mm. it does make sense. I love that. Anyways, in the meantime, Billie Jean is just continuing to slay her tennis career, winning titles at Wimbledon, the US Open, the French Open. She was named Sports Illustrated's first sportswoman of the year. Whoa. First one. That's um, It's pretty rad. In 1972, she was caught up in a scandal. Scandal. That broke about her having an abortion, oh. which was illegal at the time. But she she actually didn't shy away from the rumours. She stood up for women and having the right to choose because she, she did have an abortion. Um, and she just basically said, I just think that, you know, women should have a say and it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Do you know how big that would have been at that time? Because there'd be so many women. Yeah. Well, it's like the stats are like one in three women now will have a termination of pregnancy at some point. Yeah. Like, for a woman at that time to hear that, that would just mean so much. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So she had a big impact with that, of course, but, you know, the industry itself didn't support her at all. She's not winning many battles, is she? No, well, she's still bloody putting up a fight. Um, Another cool thing she did, she campaigned for a new legislation that prohibits sex discrimination in education. Nice. And her testimony in court helped pass it into law in 1972. Holy crap. Which is pretty rad, yeah. Um, also, took to the 70, 72 to have that put in. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Which is really cool. not that long ago. Nope. Can we just? Like parents born not that long ago, right? Like, yeah. a lot there. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, she continued her affair in the meantime with Marilyn while still being married to Larry, who also at some point randomly, I read this as well, invented a smokeless ashtray. Which is really casual. I mean, she's what? just killing it. And he's like, hey, I'm just going to, I've got this idea. It's a multi-million dollar idea. <laughs> Shark tank. He was an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the meantime, Bob, Bobby Riggs, who is a total douchebag, I'd just like to point out, he's played by Steve Carell in the movie. Oh, Steve so Carell hard is to hate apparently Steve not a douchebag. Steve Carell is not yeah. a douchebag at all. He's amazing. But he's very good at playing a douchebag. A personal friend of yours. <laughs> yeah, but we go way back. Way back. Anyways, so Bobby Riggs, he's 55 years old. He's an ex. He's the ex number one in male tennis. He was a hardcore gambler, and Classic. since since his heyday in the forties, collected one hundred thousand dollars, 
betting on himself to win. Jesus wow. Christ. Which I'm pretty sure is illegal. I mean, is it or is it illegal to bet on yourself to lose? It's to, illegal to bet on yourself to lose. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. then you could like rig the game. Yeah. 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 And so he's just having, he's just fucking about like, oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> challenge you to oh. take me on and I'll know I'll win. Look how big my dick is. He's big. <laughs> <laughs> um, for uh, for listeners, <laughs> she probably put her fingers, what, like an inch away from Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't big. Yeah. So he mm. is like, I'm bored. I want a new challenge. I'm going to play the top female world number one at this point. I probably wouldn't do that if, if I was bored. Well, he, uh, he had some different hobbies to you, Lucy. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, bring on a new challenge. And at the time, it was very much, uh, it was like a very neck and neck between Billie Jean King and Margaret Court, who we know is the Aussie tennis player. And who doesn't like gay people. Yeah, no. She was or pretty She doesn't horrible. agree with it. Yeah. she was, And in the movie, the I can't remember who plays her in the movie, but yeah, her portrayal is pretty much like she get, catches on to Billie Jean and her affair with Marilyn and then pretty much goes to all the efforts to sort of I think that break it. she became more that way though in later life because she became like a religious pastor or something. I maybe? don't know. But anyways, at the time it was between those two. And so he went to Billie Jean and he was like, I want to take you on. And she was like, uh, I'm busy not bothering with you to do this. And then Margaret Court was like, yeah, I'll take you on. And they played a game on Mother's Day, which famously became known the Mother's Day Massacre. Yikes. When Bobby Riggs yeah. beat Margaret Court 6261. Oh, so that was no. pretty bad. It was super televised, super hyped up. Obviously, he made a big deal out of it and reaped on the bragging rights. Um, and so after that, he still wanted to take on Billie Jean King. Obviously, he was on a high and his penis was hard. So he was like, yeah, let's do this again. Maybe still his penis bored. doesn't go yeah. hard. That's why it was this rampage. Because <laughs> exactly. he's got so much spare time with yeah. his flaccid dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So fucking true. Anyways, so she previously refused. And after this, she was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm taking you on now. You've made me angry. Yeah. Yay. You don't like me when I'm angry. Said the Hulk. Exactly. <laughs> She's not the Hulk. She's beautiful. I, the Hulk is beautiful. The Hulk is gorgeous. He doesn't have a tiny dick. No. We, very we, good. we literally did this yesterday. Yeah, like brunch. 20 feet yeah. dick. We Googled it yesterday. No, it wasn't yeah. that It was big. 20 inches, I think. Yeah. Okay. Not 20 feet. Uh, hard? 10 flaccid. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry, it Mom. was something like that. We yeah. literally googled it, and we we're all like trying to do the calculations on our phones. You know it's what? brilliant. Casual brunch chat. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Billie Jean was like, "Yep, it's on." And so September 20, nineteen seventy three, in Texas, Battle of the Sexes took place. The media went schizo. Highly gender stereotyped. And from the movie, you'll probably remember if you've seen, it was like, it was ridiculous. And everything that happened in the movie actually happened in real life. When the match began, he came in with like all these women in like little gold short mm. shorts and like, woo, Bobby Riggs. And she was brought in on like a Cleopatra style chair carried by these like hunky shirtless dudes she, like, be okay oh with she was not cool she was like Jesus. this is fucked but oh well as long as she wins that's all she cared about yeah. she's like i just have to take yeah. this idiot yeah. down <laughs> anyways there was a big focus on billy jean's proud feminist ideas as well in comparison to him being a, a famously arrogant chauvinistic pig dinosaur which is true. Like there's actually footage and I was going to play it on here, but it's quite like dodgy footage um, where they're doing an interview together. And he basically says women belong in the bedroom and the kitchen in that order. Personally, I was not hygienic. No, technically no. I mean, Eat I like first. sleeping and eating, but not for anyone else's pleasure, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, he said, uh, women belong in the bedroom and kitchen in that order. Personally, yeah. I wish a woman was staying at home and doing the kitchen work, taking care of the baby, rather than compete in arenas they can't compete in. Can I ask a question? Does yes. he have a wife? Yes. Wow. She should leave him. <laughs> <laughs> at this point of the story, yeah, she should have left yeah. him a long time ago. So the, the media went to town on the stereotype. 90 million people tuned in around the world. Holy moly. Wow. And she fucking won. Yes! <laughs> I was like, wait, because I haven't seen the movie. She slayed. Can I just tell you, it's like, awesome. this whole story, I'm like, oh, she better win. I actually was nervous that you were going to be like, and she lost. She yeah. won 646363, $100,000 in bragging rights of the century. Yes. Yes. Um, she said, but she was like, she just took it in her stride. She was like, it was just something that she had to do. Yeah. She just had to get it done. Fair. And I love that. She was off the list. She was quoted <laughs> saying, I thought it would set us back 50 years if I didn't win that match. It would ruin women's tennis tour and affect all women's self-esteem. To beat a 55-year-old guy was no thrill for me. The, the, <laughs> the thrill was exposing a lot of new people to tennis because Aww. of how many people were attracted to the game. Like she really? honestly. She's great. Her priorities were just so fucking She's hardcore. She's just a better person than all of us. <laughs> And she went on to just become an even awesomer person. So she, Elton John and her are besties. Um, he ended up writing the song Philadelphia Freedom after her and her team because they were, they, were, they were just homies. She went on to start a women's sport magazine, which continued until the year 2000, which is pretty good for magazines in magazines general. Don't love that <laughs> in 1980, no, no, in 1981, she was outed by her ex, Marilyn. She came, back, she came back for a vengeance. Oh, Money hungry oh, Marilyn. Bloody Marilyn. Yes. Who tried to sue Billy because she had a, allegedly promised money and a beach house. You know what, Marilyn? Shut up. During their relationship, which I mean, sorry, babe. I was in a relationship once <laughs> where my birthday present was a trip to Melbourne and he broke up with me weeks later. Jesus. And I literally was like, I mean, I know it's only a trip to Melbourne, but. I don't know. I, think, I mean, you know. I mean, I got Zumba on the way. So fit can I get an IOU? Because he didn't want me to put on weight. From an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And at my 18th birthday party that night, dumped me halfway through. Wow. Just traumatic. You know. Yeah, so not as bad. That's still pretty bad though, Marilyn. We are unpacking some shit here. <laughs> we should probably heavy. put a peg in it. Um, so she, at the time, she was still married to Larry, who was super supportive Larry the whole King. way through. Larry King. And decided it was time to come out. So after all of this... And so she came out about her sexuality. There was lots of rumours as well. As I said earlier, the grunting and stuff, she got really, she got painted as this super aggressive and angry and horrible person because of her playing style and because she was so strongly opinionated and she stood up to the society and norms and this, that yeah. and the other. And so it was just constant rumours from Jesus the Christ. abortion to her sexuality to her attitude and this, that and the other. So it was pretty, it was pretty brutal. Um, but then she got to a point where she was like, I'm, I have to just come out. And she said quote, the truth will set you free eventually. Oh. So she, as hard as it was for her, she was kind of like, it's now or never. Has to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, at the time it was the 80s. And what happened to homosexuals in the 80s? They were welcomed into, you know, everywhere with open arms and oh, celebrated. And, and You're so cute. And you know, no one even commented. No one cared. Okay. So Billy, within 24 hours, she was stripped of her endorsements. Jesus oh, Almost went bankrupt. Thanks, Marilyn. But continued to play for several years to get by before retiring in 1990. Mm. That's just... Yeah. I just... Anyways. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say. I know. It's just like just so fucked. annoyed. 
But it doesn't end on a totally sad note because Queen Billie Jean went on to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2009 for her LGBTQ activism from Obama. Oh, of course it was from Obama. And she's still best buds with Elton John. That's great. Um, (laughs) She currently raises money for AIDS awareness and treatment and has travelled to Muslim countries to talk about the importance of girls and women playing sport. Oh. She lives in New York with her partner and ex-doubles partner, Alana Kloss. Oh, my God. I know. Her and Alana Kloss have been together for 20 years. And apparently, I'm not sure if this is true, but um, apparently she is, and maybe even both of them, but I know, I think she definitely is godmother to one of Larry King's sons. So her ex-husband's sons, which is totally rad. Such a lovely I know, it's kind of like, isn't it? from all the crap that she's been through, she, you know, I know it may have seemed like everything paid off. I mean, that's not true. Everything paid off in the moment, but then there was a lot of longevity behind yeah. Billie Jean King's career and what she did. Looking, like, I mean, her sporting accomplishments are great and I'm not a sporting person, but obviously I can recognise how amazing she was. But what she did when she was, like, so heavily criticised and so, I don't know, like when she was put in the spotlight for things that people were seeing as negative, she didn't just go, hi, this is me, this is who I am, don't, you know, be hating. She then made it better for the next person as well. Exactly. So, like, she didn't just go, oh, yes, I had an abortion in the end. She went, hi, I had, yes, sure, we one in three, and I want to make sure that it's easier for the next person. Like, mm. yeah. do you know what also, I'm saying? It doesn't matter if I had an abortion or not, this shouldn't even be spoken about. Totally. Yeah. And her, like, LGBTQI stuff, like, mm-hmm. she didn't just go, yes, I'm a lesbian sports person. She was like, yes, I'm a lesbian sports person. I'm going to make sure more women feel comfortable to be who they are mm-hmm. in sport. Even after beating Bobby Riggs, she was like, yeah, that's great. I beat a 55-year-old man. Big deal. 90 people watched. And that is... 90, 90 million, million people watched. 90, yeah, 90 million people. What you said 90 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many people. 90 million people watched. That's people who will now hopefully fall in love with tennis. I love that. It's and always bigger than her. Women. Yeah, it's not like she was even just making a massive feminist point, which she was, but she was like, oh, it's not even about feminism. It's just about... Dennis and a passion of mine like it's yeah. not even about the fact that he's a chauvinistic yeah pig. pig it's about tennis and she climbed the whole way up while always putting a hand down to pull the next person up 100 yeah. that is that i'm sorry i might get a tattoo of that women that, okay? <laughs> women. that story billy jean king i don't really know how to wrap this up but uh... we loved it to make a tennis pun Nice. What? Yep. Oh, and love now, meaning love and not meaning zero. And oh, sorry, I was slow on that one. I guess I'm a bit of a deuce. <laughs> I was about to say I'm gonna go take a big deuce. chuck a deuce. <laughs> yeah, game set match. Well, that's it for this episode of Fierce Females of History. Thank you so much for joining. You can hit us up in two places. One of them is the email, which is fiercefemalesofhistory at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Fierce Females Podcast. Or you can undertake a master's in Egyptian history and send us some hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs>